You're listening to The Full Broadside. Everybody, welcome to episode 26, I believe it is, of the Full Broadside. With me today, uh, you know what? I did it again. I'm Cyberjock, everybody. <laughs> I gotta get better at that. I'm terrible. Gulag for you, I'm terrible. This is horrible, man. Working that in. This is just your way of introducing yourself. I guess. Time. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. I stop myself every time I do it. And Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Rewind that. I, I suppose I could edit it out, but then it wouldn't be any fun. It wouldn't be a, a live show, would it? fun. I know. Anyway, with me today, KJ Mando in his little bunker, Mr. Sock, Nimitz, and Nightmare. How are you guys doing today? Hanging in there. Doing good. Had the uh, day off today for uh, MLK Day. So happy MLK Day, everybody. I'm great. I uh, haven't touched uh, warships in a little bit. So uh, I jumped in and uh, found out that, uh, man, that rust builds up real quick. Yes, it does. For me, I've been I've been busy. I've been in the game a little bit, trying to trying to grind out and try to cle- uh, complete the all the uh, oh what do they call them the co- campaigns? There it was uh, the Strasbourg campaign. I finished, although I wailed and got the ca- the Strasbourg early, and I still like it. Still, <laughs> I know, I know. Can you say that again? Can you <laughs> no. say that again? No, I can't. That was a one time only type thing. Uh, but anyway, reported for prosperity. Yeah, it's 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 in there already, um, but yeah, I got through it and I, I went and finished the campaign anyway, and it gave me I want to say ninety five hundred doubloons. So there is the answer. If you had it already, it gave you the doubloons in place of it. Uh, it added that camo though, so that was kind of nice. Although I like the other camo, so it's fine. Um, but with that money, I decided to say, you know what? I'm going to not really kill myself here, and I'm going to throw it into the dockyard and finish that up. So once that was all done, I had to finish one last little little mission that I was still on. As soon as I finished that last night, I unlocked the Heisen. So that's sitting in my in my yard now, too. And I went ahead and, and tried to push through a couple of... Um, additional the other ships and the other campaign uh to give you the the tech tree ships i think the fury taka and the t22 i got through and then i said yeah i don't care about the hawkins or the rest of them so that's so that's what i've been doing the last few days uh any success you guys all got the the strasburg then yes. no oh. i'm on the final task to get the at Stras- the time of recording this i got it about 20 minutes ago nice haven't played it yet no, I have no stars yet for the last uh, last one since I was out of pocket for the weekend. So no. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry to hear that, KJR. You're not missing a whole lot. Oh, I think he is, but and not the way he plays. He probably wouldn't like it, but I do. <laughs> you it's guys a, are going to hate me right? because 
I have spent zero effort to get to Strasburg. I have no, I wasn't happy with the Dunkirk. I'm not a big fan of the JB. I know, but you sent me to Gulag, but no, I, I haven't got too far in that campaign. The Strasburg yet, Cyber? Oh, he wailed I, out. I've played the heck out of it. Yeah, he wailed it. What do you think of it? I love it. it. It's one of it's a it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite ships. It's not as good as the JB, but I don't get picked on near as much, and it seems to reload a lot quicker. I start a ton of fires. I had one game, I had fifteen fires in it, and uh, it was nice. Uh, some things that I'm going to have to add once my captain gets a little bit higher up, because I'm not throwing a high end captain on him. I would throw my JB captain, but my JB captain is set up as a secondary build, and that would be a lot of points wasted for the Strasburg. Um, so what I would do, and I would highly recommend anybody else who has a Strasburg that's having problems, they have to have the same problems that I am, that any time an HE hits you, you start on fire, and it's almost a one-minute burn. So if you can get that down by the captain's points, uh, I highly recommend doing that. I was struggling to remember what it was you had said to me during the other day about that. And uh, now that you mention it, yes, yes, I really need to do that. <laughs> See, that is, it's not just me. <laughs> I, I, I think that I've, I've been more triple fired in that ship than any other time I've ever played the game. Yeah, she does burn pretty good. That's for sure. Sock, do you have, um, you said you got the Strasburg, right? I do. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, though. Do you have the Dunkirk? I do, and the Jean Bart. Okay, so I asked Cyber last week, and Cyber didn't know because he doesn't have the Dunkirk. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Strasburg, is it a better Dunkirk or a weaker Jean Bart? Well, it is. It's literally Dunkirk. Like they are one in the same ship. But Just Strasburg. Strasburg is literally. Yeah, Strasburg is literally Dunkirk at tier seven. Uh, in fact. I bet you they're the exact same model. I didn't have a problem with the Dunkirk. I mean, I don't think it's like the greatest ship in the world, but... Give me a moment to filter my ships I, here. I enjoyed it uh, at Tier 6. It was it was fine. I didn't get picked on a whole lot. Uh, uh, even yeah, they're, they're when identical. I got, when I got up tiered, it wasn't miserable. Um, it was still pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as honestly getting up tiered in the uh, Strasbourg. Uh, that is the most aggravating thing in the world. Well, I in found fact, you get their, you uh, their stats are the same too. Well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's upsetting. I from what I was reading about the Strasbourg, it made it seem to be a better Dunkirk, not just exactly Dunkirk. Well, it oh. is. It is a better Dunkirk. Because there's there's a few reasons why it's French. Well, first of reason. all, it gets uh, well, it doesn't get any extra module slots because tier six to tier seven has a little bit more base range. Uh, but the biggest thing is the main battery reload booster, and I'm sure it's got better dispersion. Uh, dispersion two fifty three as as opposed to. 227. So yeah, it's got pretty much the same, pretty much probably the same dispersion, but uh, without looking at the numbers, I would assume it has better sigma. It's it's basically like what Jean Bart is to Alsace, Strasbourg is to Dunkirk. It's the same yeah. ship, brought up a tier with a couple of extra little little uh, nuggets to make it interesting. 
Yeah. So anyway, I like it, and and we'll we'll have to hear back from uh, from what Sock has to say uh, next week. Maybe he'll have a update after he's played it a few times, and maybe he'll feel better about it or or worse. Who knows? But we'll we'll have to see. I, I don't mind Dunkirk. If it plays like Dunkirk, it'll probably be fine. My guess is it's just going to be a snipier Dunkirk. Yeah, it could be. Um, I will say there is another ship in my port that I've been playing this last week that I never expected would be anywhere close to the top of my favorite list. Oh, Friesland? Negative. No, no. <laughs> Let's back the heck away from that for a second. <laughs> no, and this is down at tier six, and it's a premium that I got in one of the Santa Crates, the only ship that I got this season. And uh, it's it, it's pretty awesome. I won't make you guys guess, but I will tell you, this, this is a tier six out of Russia that plays like an Atlanta. I'm really liking it. The shells are flatter. I can start fires like crazy. It it's a solid little ship, man. I'm really, really liking this thing. Well, if you only got one, if you only got one ship, and it's We're tier called? six, and it's Russian, then it's going to be the Makarov. That's exactly it. And and I threw some modules on it the other day, and I got in it, and I found myself in love with that ship. I really, really like it. It's weak as all get out if if you show a broadside. But if you can maneuver around and you, you can you can fight off the rear end, you can kite like crazy, and you can start some major fires, and the reload is amazing. It, it's a great all-around ship. Loving it. You I've played a few games in it. It seems interesting. Um, my main issue with it is the turret angles. It's good for kiting because you got the two turrets in the back. Yep. But... When you're kiting, you kind of just have to forget about the front turret. Right. Because you have to show way too much side to be able to do anything with it. Well, yeah, and it's, it's like it's like any other either. ship, uh, any other bow tanking ship, where you got two or three turrets up front, and you've got one in the back. Well, that one in the back, you just have to give up on. You know, I mean, there's, you know, you have to make that. But you can kite away like crazy, and you can wiggle that wiggle that tail end and, and dodge stuff as it's coming in. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've... And uh, the answer to, to Paladin there, who asked the question, it's basically like a mini Smolens with HE spam. I agree. Yes, it is. Although it doesn't have the sides that the Smolens does. <laughs> uh, it's less like Smolensk and more like Nevsky. It's the Nuremberg. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is literally the Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Which is not a bad ship if you're going up the, no. the, the German yeah, line. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a little I mean, bit of a different play style, that's all. I'd rather play, honestly, I'd rather play Molotov. You yes. guys are going to laugh because I have the, the Krasny Krim, and every once in a while, everybody I know everybody, meme ship, right? Every once in a while, I break that thing out, and the way that I have it spec'd out, at least with the current captain skills, of course, it's all going to change if by putting, like, advanced fire training. I have the range on that thing out to, like, 16 kilometers or something, yeah, and I just sit in the back. Lines. Yeah, and I just sit back and rain fire on people, and I get all kinds of like hacks and cheater, and I'm hacking because I, I'm not supposed to do that in a Krasny Krim. So we've said it before, say it again. Don't believe everybody. Don't believe all the hype that you, you read out there. Yep, Krasny Krim, that's the, the mini Smolensk. All right, well, I just wanted to share with you guys that I've got something for Christmas that I actually enjoy all these years <laughs> and finally got something that I am enjoying. 
right. Let's uh, let let's hit some of those those dev notes. Uh, Sock, are you ready, or you want me to hit hit mine first? Um, do yours first. All right. Um, a couple of the things that I was noticing in there. Um, yeah, it's not some. Well, let's start with the easiest one. Uh, at uh, what was it? Ten point zero edition of Juria. It's a uh, tier six cruiser with a big giant alligator head on the front of it. Yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it, it's it's Pan Asian or sorry Pan American. So I guess yeah, Is that all an right. alligator or a snake. That's, it looks like a giant a snake. No, that's a well. It could be a snake. It looks like a gator's head though. Asian dragonators. That's what it is. Dragonator. And palm trees. I love the palm trees. Yeah, it's got palm trees on it. What the heck is that? You'll blend (laughs) blend right into those (laughs) islands that you're camping behind. Well, it's got little hula things over the little, you know, the the turrets look like grass huts for for the turrets. Yeah, weird, man. I I I want to whistle the Gilligan's Island theme while I'm sailing this thing. I, I like the artwork on it. You know, as much as. As much as the stat patterns don't want to admit it, having a fancy camo doesn't make you a better player. Right. Honestly, if I see this ship on the water, I'm just going to shoot it. <laughs> right in its snake or dragon head. <laughs> just, just, you, I just want to see the grass huts go on fire. Oh, those got to burn crazy. And the ship itself looks like it's made of wood. So it's got to burn easy. All right, I just wanted to bring that one up. I thought that was really funny. It was all right, Pan American, but um, the more important thing was the the Italian battleships event is is coming very shortly. Uh, some of you have probably seen them in the Italian tree. They're listed as coming soon in all of our ports now, and at ten point one, they're going to start that early access stuff like they always do. Uh, they're going to do a Brawls update. The 12th season of Clan Battles is going to launch there, too. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be, what, ships 4 all the way through 9 are going to appear in early access. So, And then they talk a little bit more about uh, the different uh, camels that they have on some of these. And uh, you know, a new Toronto port, not to be confused with Toronto out of Canada. Uh, but they have a handful of these, these different camels here. And... Uh, you know, they go in and talk about SAP instead of HE. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to them. It should be a lot of fun, but it's right around the corner. So, there's that. And, uh, you know, the big thing for me is, hey, clan battles are getting ready to launch. There's going to be a brawl update here pretty soon. It's going to be interesting. A lot of fun. Speaking I have been battles. salivating over these Italian battleships. Yeah, I, they I seem like they're going to be interesting. Um, speaking of clan battles, I was perusing through that same dev blog and is stumbled upon something interesting there about how they're planning on spicing the meta up a little bit or trying to break it i suppose and what they're doing is if i can find it here again it says clan battles so this is for this is the 10.1 dev blog uh, so this is coming in about a month from now it says uh, from the 24th of February to the 12th of April, the 12th season of Clan Battles will be held in Tier 9 ships in a 7v7 format. So that's going to be nice. Tier 9 will be nice and different. means no carriers. Uh, the details will be announced later. The new season will be featuring one small yet very important change. We've added a system which allows to set limits on ships. We want to ensure that each battle type and game mode offers players diverse and interesting gameplay. 
This innovation will allow to maintain a more variable composition of teams in clan battles and to prevent battles from becoming monotonous. Restrictions may apply for the entire season or for a certain period of time. For example, they can be implemented only after the first two weeks of the season and replaced with others after a few more weeks. Throughout the course of the season, one or more se- one or several restrictions may be imposed. Possible restrictions: general limit on the number on the maximum number of identical ships that can go into battle. For example, a division cannot go into battle if more than one more than two of the same ship are picked. Limit on the number of particular ships. For example, there can be no more than one Yamato or Des Moines in the, in the division. And restriction on particular ships, for example, you cannot go into battle on Montana or Shimakaze. So this, uh, there, there's this kind of a double-edged coin here. Because on the one hand, it's going to be really good for spicing up the meta. You know, you're not, if it were tier 10, you're not going to have the, you're not going to have the formulaic battle layouts you know you're not gonna it's not just gonna be petra pavlov spam but at the same time it could make things really difficult for clans that don't have or you know for people that don't have every ship you know what if montana and shimakaze are the two ships you can't go into battle with but those are your only two tier 10s well what are you supposed to go what are you supposed to do in that case that's not really fair to you there so i can see it being uh, a bit of an issue for for us for our clan since we're not decked out with the tier 10s like a lot of people are but overall i think it will be good but what do you guys think what's your take on this it i think sounds oh no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say it sounds more in line uh along the lines of some of the bigger e-games and other tournaments of the like um and it makes me feel like they're trying to introduce this uh, in a format that the most people who are competitive at the game will understand and get used to. Um, so that going forward, any other tournaments that they may have, they can implement this system and it won't surprise everybody and they won't you know, be weirded out by it. And uh, this way, it'll be a nice, good, smooth transition. I think it's a great idea. It keeps things uh, interesting. Yeah, and at I, the same time, for us clans that might not have every ship, if we, you know, if we do have a ship that's, uh, where I should rephrase this, at the same time as us not having every ship, that also means we don't have have all the ships that are competitive or or meta. So this it could help us in the sense that well, now all of a sudden some of the tier tens that we do have, some of the ships that we do have, could all of a sudden be be useful. So. Uh, I think it'll be both good and bad for everybody, I guess. It'll certainly change things. If if I ran war games for a day, I would take the restrictions and I would put it in at a higher league, like you know, like Typhoon or Storm, one of the higher leagues, um, because it, it to me it promotes um, more of a tactical or strategic gameplay. Um, I, I, it's It reminds me of like back in college where there was a test that went around and everybody had copies of the, you know, playbook or whatever. In, in clan battles is kind of the same way where everybody has a copy of it's this map. You want the three Stalin grads to go to this grid point and this grid point and all these playbooks are, are getting passed around. And the, the, the clans use the same plays. You can almost 
predict just by looking at their lineup. The Stalingrad's going to go here. The Petra's going to go there. It so becomes very formulaic. I, I, exactly. And it's it's what I call a two-dimensional battle. So I, I agree with the restriction. I just think that they should put it at the higher tier levels because then when it does, going back on the other side of the coin, you look at a clan such as ours. I mean, we've been around coming up on, on a year now, and there, we just don't have the support or the variety of ships to, to support a restriction. I I mean, that's just my thought process on it. Yeah. We've got a, a few people like, well, you and me, for example, we have a plethora of tier 10s to choose from, but not everybody does. I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay. I think there is enough tier 10s in our clan that we can adjust, adapt, overcome, and and do well enough. I I don't really see it being an issue because um, I know, you know, KJAR's got a, a gazillion tier 10s. Um, you guys have a bunch of tier 10s. I have a quite a nice handful of tier 10s. Um, with, you know, five or six people that have a plethora of tier 10s to choose from, it's going to make it easier for us to decide what we want to play based on the people that don't have enough tier 10s, you know, because they're going to have to play a certain ship. So that'll eliminate, you know, maybe possibly eliminate that choice for us and help us pick something else. So I don't think it's going to be a big deal. And I do like it because it is shaking up the meta. I mean, how many times uh, last clan battle season did we go into a, uh, a match where, the whole line was rushing. I mean, it was it was crazy. So yeah, tier nine uh, would shake that up anyway. This is this next season's going to be tier nine, obviously. So like the tier nine Russian ships aren't quite as strong, but yeah, it gets very very Soviet at tier ten. They just they tend to be the ones that do do that kind of gameplay best. I mean, I imagine in tier nine, you're going to see a lot of Georgias, Benhams, and Alaskas. Yeah, Alaska would be a good choice, I would think. Uh, Benham, yeah. Alaska Georgia. is basically tier 9.5. Uh, Georgia is one of my favorite ships right now. I don't know how long it will stay that way, but as of right now, uh, it's my flavor of the week. Well, thank you. will see your Basashi out there much? Um, I think With no carriers, yeah, probably. Because you get the overmatch. Right. But you also can't underestimate the power of George's secondaries, but true. at the same time, this is going to be after the commander rework, isn't it? So things are going to be right. very different. Yeah, the secondaries are still going to be powerful, but they may not be yeah. as powerful. Musashi is a tough one because it it's so situational. But, uh, but yeah, a good Musashi player will be able to clean house just because you can overmatch everything. You just you can ignore everybody's armor. I I think we'll see a lot of Musashi's Georgia just because it's so versatile. Yeah. And um, you're able to get into positions that battleships normally take a while to get to. Yeah. Um, I just remember that, uh, that clan brawl, the 3v3 tier 9. So the ultimate strategy was Georgia, Alaska, and Benham. And I, I had a good group of guys when we'd play I think we won like 16 games in a row and basically what we'd do is we'd just sit there 
either wait for them to make a move. This was on on two brothers. We'd just sit there and wait for them to make a move, and if they didn't, I'd key up the speed boost in the Georgia, go around behind them, and flank because they'd never expect it. They'd never expect the battleship to be doing that. But that's just one of those things that you yeah. can do in Georgia because it's just so darn fast, especially in a three v three, because you don't have to worry about overextending. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody bum rush the middle. I would hit speed boost, go around wide on the side, and you you'd catch them in a complete crossfire. Very effective. I, I think that's a good point. Georgia- Nightmare Heisen could be interesting. Yeah, Georgia is going to really shine in the Tier 9. I'm happy to see Tier 9 um, just yeah, because it, it eliminates the carriers and um, it, it brings in a different, I don't know, different class of ship. Not necessarily a class, but a different um, yeah. group of ships that normally don't see clan battles. The only problem I can see with Tier 9 is there's a lot of really strong premiums that you can't get anymore at Tier 9. Things like Musashi. Well, let's not forget the JB. That's what I'm going to be rocking, and and I put right. that up against any Georgia. I can level a Georgia in that thing. Yeah, a JB is a good Georgia counter. Definitely, Georgia is susceptible to HE. And um, again, Captain Rework is is going to determine because that I'm really curious to see how the secondaries are going to because things like the JB and the Georgia, the Palmern are really dependent on or have very viable uh, secondary builds. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be same interesting. time, though, I mean, not to start a flame war, but I don't think I've ever lost to a Jean Bart in, in my Georgia. But I also recognize I am an above-average battleship player. So that's an important one to take into account. But I think, I think just because of Georgia's speed, I mean, depending on the maps, too, I haven't looked at what the maps are going to be. Uh, hasn't even been uh, announced. Yeah, yet. and it depends on the the JB player against you too. So that has a lot to do with it. But but for me, the 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 secondaries, honestly, even with a secondary build, even if they take that away, I don't find myself really relying on that much. I focus on the guns, the reload booster. I use HE predominantly until I'll tell you. I have deleted so many Georges that have turned and given me a broadside, and I was able to swap over AP and hit them with two or three citadels in one volley, and away they go. And uh, it, it, the, the secondaries are okay. I mean, they're great, but, I mean, if they take them away, I don't see the JB losing too much out of it. No, no I don't use I, the I secondary agree with you. build on the, on the JB, but um, for, like, mass players and Georgia players, um, that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be huge. Uh, um, like, uh, sorry, finish what you were saying, Nimitz. Oh, I was just going to say, so um, the one uh, thing that in the dev blog, and I'll, and I'll quote it, um, it says, uh, let's see, if previously you could focus fire on one target with increased accuracy, now you will be able to fight several enemies at once on either side of your ship by sacrificing some accuracy. In addition to this change, we're also increasing the secondary's range so their efficiency will be improved. Well, I don't really know if that's true or not because yeah. you lose accuracy with range. So, um, again, you know, we gripe and complain when um, Wargaming makes a change and, you know, we, we say they're going to break the game or make it worse. And who knows, this could turn out good, but the way that reads, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think it's an improvement. Um, yeah, I agree I, with you there. 
I read it completely differently. Of having the ability to do manual secondaries or not. If I choose not to, that's great. Um, But yeah, this is not a change that. I'm excited about, and I don't think anybody else is either. And it's all still work in progress, too. But two things before somebody steps on me. Um, so, first of all, why would anybody be excited to be able to shoot at multiple ships at once with their secondaries? If you find yourself in a position where you have ships on either side of you, you're probably one of two things. You're probably either already dead or an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, like... People are complaining about secondary builds not going to be relevant. You're talking as if they are. You're talking as if they're relevant now. Like they haven't been relevant for years. I totally I agree. Tank build Kerfirst is just objectively better. I will say this though, Shock. Uh, having a ship with a long secondary range, you might be focusing at one side, but if there's like a DD or cruiser coming around the other side or just on the other side of the mountain that your ship can hit, your secondaries can easily do that. If you yeah, but that's where your situational them, awareness comes into right. play and you just switch your secondaries right away. But if you if you have manual fire on and you're focusing down a ship that needs to die, is almost dead, um, having the ability to start shooting at another ship or even just that fire alone could be enough to cause that ship to turn around, turn tail, and run back the other way. So I can see moments that being able to shoot at multiple targets or at least at targets on either side of your ship while you're focusing on one ship is a benefit. Yeah, but that's so edge casey though. Well... My read on the secondaries being extended, to me, I read it differently than what you guys apparently did, and my concept is they have a dispersion on them just like everything else. If they extend the range, say the base range is 6, and they extend it to, say, 8, now anything that comes into that 6 isn't going to get the dispersion that it once did. It's going to get less dispersion because it's closer. So that's the way I read it. That's what, it, to me, it was it was stated that it was going to get a little bit more accurate closer than the, the max range. Yeah. For me, but- the going, going a step further, for me, the secondaries weren't really something so I could just go hail into a, a bunch of gunfire and just go just crazy into it and start shooting everything with the secondaries. I'm still focused in a battleship like the JB. I'm focused on the big ships, getting them burning, looking for broadside targets that I can switch to AP and delete. But the secondaries are there to help me when that DD comes across the middle, and he's well within my range. My secondaries start going off, and if I'm focused on, uh, or I'm zoomed in with my binoculars, and I'm focused on that curve first or whatever it is out there, that's an audible clue that my secondaries are just lighting up like crazy because I don't typically use manual. It's it's okay. I, I've played with it. I, I don't care much for it. I like them when they just start going off because now that's an audible cue that there's something closer. I might want to hold my fire on that distance target and focus on the one that's closer and it allows me to reset, take a look, see what it's firing at, and get those, manu- or those uh, main guns on that DD and get them out of there quick. Well, 
not to be a dick, but wouldn't it just be better to pay attention to what's going on around you? Yeah, it is. But you know what? Not everybody can, you know, is 20 years old and can see the entire map constantly. Guys like me are a little older. We have a little, a little slower on the reflexes. You know, we don't tend to win those first person shooters as much as the younger guys. So dang it, we need a little help. So that's my little built in help. So there's that sock. And sometimes during the middle of the game, he has to change his depend. So, you know. <laughs> oh, not yeah, quite. Gotta, are, are you one of the ones that, uh, are you like my dad, or you got the you got your regular glasses on, you got the reading glasses over that? No, but I will tell you this. I've noticed when I'm reading stuff up close, I do flip the glasses up these days. I never used to do that. So, <laughs> so there's that. It's coming for you someday too, buddy. And I'm going to be around and I'm going to laugh when it happens to you. Are you going to be around though? Oh yeah. Ooh, that was oh, yeah. a good old person joke there. Yeah. Just kidding. We love you. Wow. But there will be a cane in the mail for you. Uh, in a few I, days. I already have one. I just don't have to use it much. Well, I do want to touch on something real fast before we, uh, because I think we're coming up on break time in a moment here. Oh, uh, we're actually oh, are over. We? I haven't looked yeah. at my, I guess we are. Oh, well, how's that um, about situational awareness, really? Mark the calendar. Sock doesn't know when it's break time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, the uh, clan brawls that are coming up with this next patch, um, uh, a couple familiar ma maps will be in there. So Islands of Ice, Mountain Range, Trident, Warrior's Path. Sleeping Giant, of course, our, our total favorite. Our nemesis. Um, but it's going to be an arms race mode, which already is going to shake things up a little bit different. Uh, I've only seen arms race in uh, uh, one of the rank seasons uh, before they, the rank overhaul. Um, is that clan brawls or clan battles? Clan brawls. The, yeah, they're, they're, before the brawls. clan battles comes up, there's uh, two two weeks or so i haven't looked too closely into this but there's like um, two weeks of brawls a tier eight and a tier 10 yeah, and then the, it goes to the tier nines 20 uh 29th through the 30th and then the uh 12th of february to the 13th um they're going to be uh tier eights only for the first one and then tier tens for the second one no more than two bat battleships a team no aircraft carriers so uh, no none of your uh complaints there and That'd then nice. uh you can have up to six mercenaries per division. Um, and the rewards look pretty nice. Uh, uh, 5,000 gold, 3 million credits, and uh, 120,000 Elite Commander XP. So No steel, though, eh? No steel, but it, it does look like uh, it's, it's going to be a fun uh, brawl coming up, uh, especially with the arms race mode, which uh, I'm not sure how many people are used to playing that mode in general. Arms race in in ranked was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I totally enjoyed it. it. And the the what I really enjoy about arms race is the every game it's not the same type of uh, pickups or bonuses. Um, yes, it's random, really different almost every time. So it it really changes the flow of the battle um, because you might absolutely have to uh, take the risky move and try to go cap that reload booster. Whereas uh, maybe the consumable booster, you can go ahead and leave alone. Uh, so that's going to be great. And that's all I wanted to, to chime in there with. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. And there was other one other thing I wanted to add to the dev notes since we kind of went tangent again. Uh, the last fun little thing that I saw is fun to me because I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to captains, but they finally have added... Uh, purchasable captains for 
Italy and Europe. They're both Dashes, probably tens, but eh, it's going to be there. So that's kind of nice. Actually, that finally I think she comes as three Europe. points, doesn't she? I don't normally, think so. she comes no, as ten. Ten, yeah. I, so I there'll be one for so. Italy. There'll be one for Europe. So you don't have to keep grinding those those ones that you get with your ship. Uh, you know, you can you can move her around, and she starts up there a little bit higher. Oh no, so she does come with ten points. I don't know why I thought she came with three. Yeah, maybe I did because too. I, I thought just, she was a three. Yeah, but maybe I'm because I'm just it. that pessimistic towards wargaming. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into the weekly grind. This week, we're going to go with the United Kingdom or Royal Navy. And we're going, was it the heavy cruisers all the way to the Goliath? Um, any thoughts on that line? Uh, anybody want to take it away? I know Mando loves that line. I'm still grinding up it. Got a ways to go. I got into the tier eight tonight. So what do you got to say, anybody? I, I will say that I've played it all the way up through the tier seven, the Surrey. And so the Hawkins, the Devonshire, and the Surrey, um, I think they all suck. I think they're terrible. And I don't. I hear really great things about the Goliath, and I've heard some good things about the Drake, but this line is horrible for me. It is a grind, and I can't wait to be done with it. All, all I can say about it is uh, uh, Goliath passed up uh, one of my battleships in the game the other day, and I swear it was larger than my battleship. It's a tall boy. It yeah. is massive. So it lives up to the name Goliath. Uh, but that's all I all the info I have to say on it. It's it's fun to shoot because it has very soft sides and a really nice citadel. That's They're all. They're pretty think. rare. You don't see them that often. Yeah, that's kind of the reason I'm grinding often. it. I, I like ships on the water in my port, and I like to play them that other people don't don't see a lot. Uh, that's that's my kind of mo. Uh, I will disagree a little bit, Nimitz. Well, I'll agree with you all the way up to the Siri or Surrey. I didn't like the Hawkins. I didn't like the Devonshire. I didn't like any of the ones prior to that. But when I got into the Surrey, I found it to be a lot more strong. It hits like a truck, but you really have to pay attention. A lot to more better. How it, yeah, it's a right, lot Mando. more better. Exactly. <laughs> you just have to angle right. Yeah. You've got to really focus on what you're doing, and you got to really pay attention to what's going on, and 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 know where your your limits are, and. It, you know, if you can do that, it, it starts to shine there. And now I just got into the Albemarle, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to really giving that a good whirl here in the next few days and, and continuing that climb. Um, but go ahead, Mando. I know you're just itching to get yeah, into this. I know you have the Goliath, don't you? Oh, I do. It's great. It's a fun ship. Um, just real quick about the line. The line goes up to Tier 4, uh, the Diné, where it splits off. And you can either go up the Light Cruiser line, which is the Emerald Leander, all the way up to the Minotaur, or it splits off on Tier 5 to the Hawkins. Hawkins, uh, the, you start picking up bigger guns. You get the 190 millimeters. Still got the, you know, the AB, um, XY, uh, two rifles per turret. Devonshire, um, you pick up, you, you graduate up to the two or three millimeters and the Surrey up through. And then the next big change is the Tiri, the uh, Alba Marley, where now you're picking up your three guns per turret and you have an AB and an X turret configuration, some more of your traditional um, ship layout. And then you hit the Drake. The Does Albemarle still have eight inch guns? Albemarle has the 203s. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Drake where you get the 234s. Yes, the but it's Drake still, it's still is, ABX. It's not until the tier ten you get ABXY. 
Correct. Okay. So the, the Drake is where you jump up to the 234s. Huge difference in firepower, huge difference in fire uh, damage. Um, it, but you're in that ABX turret configuration. And again, a review for our listeners when I talk about your ABXY, AB would be like your front two turrets, or if you had three, it would be ABC turret. And your Which XY is a, would actually be... a British invention, calling it that. Interesting. That's an interesting note. Thank you. Uh, what they because the reason why they did it was for for at least this is how I understand it. I think it was British. So A and B, the front two turrets or ABC if you have three, because they're first letters of the alphabet. And then rather than go, say you have a ship with five turrets, uh, two in the front, one in the middle, two in the back, rather than calling it A B C D E, um. Because well, those are all at the front of the alphabet, so obviously that doesn't make sense. So they went front two. Well, that's going to be A B. The back two. Well, obviously that's going to be X Y because they're at the end. So then they saved Z for if there were three, but I don't think there ever were. It was a battleship with three turrets at the back, and then the middle is Q because it's in the middle of the alphabet, and that's British logic for you. <laughs> I like it. It's a really easy it way. It makes sense. No, when it's, you think it's a good. About it. Um, it does. It makes sense. So when I when I'm telling to a listener who may not have, uh, you know, you can make that mental picture of, okay, A B is two turrets in the front, and then X Y would be two turrets in the rear. Um, carrying on uh, the Drake, you get introduced with the two thirty four here at an A B and an X configuration, uh, and then up to the Goliath. The Goliath is an A B X Y, two thirty four millimeters, three rifles per turret. So you've got um, twelve shells going downrange uh, with captain specking again this is going to change but with current captain specking you're looking at a 26 28 almost a 30 percent fire chance with uh um with with flags on it um the goliath has got some what i call zombie armor um it, it's you can take full pens to the side and it will just you know go right through you with nothing uh you know maybe you get hit with an overpin and then other times you'll just get walloped so it's got a really wonky uh armor scheme to it and and with some good proper angling though very viable in in clan battles very viable in tier 10 to me i describe the goliath as a mini conqueror it's got almost it's not quite nothing will have the conqueror heal but you do have a it's it's a good zombie ship is what i mean it's just one of those those ships that like hey i i got this goliath down to you know 2500 hit points and then you you turn your back on it for a second and next thing you know it's back up to half you know two-thirds health again it's just it's it's a zombie ship and i i love it um solid line also some of the premiums that are mixed in on the line in there uh the Cheshire. The Cheshire is really rare that you would see one. I happen to have it. And what's unique about the Cheshire is that you're running a tier eight with two thirty-four millimeter guns. Now it has an A B and an X turret configuration, only two rifles per turret, but you're still running the two thirty-fours, which packs a wallop at, at tier eight. Um, uh, Cheshire is also viable. interesting because it's made out of that a very rare uh, a very rare alloy found only on Neptune and Minotaur called Explodium. Yeah, Explodium, <laughs> right? Um, uh, another thing to remember about the Royal Navy Cruiser line is they, they have torpedoes. Uh, no smoke on this line because it's got the heavier armor scheme. But there are torpedoes. The torpedoes on the, the line up to the Goliath, more of a defensive uh, posture. It's like they're like only eight. Uh, kilometers or 10 kilometers, I think, tops, but they're not 
as offensive as like say you would be in a Neptune or a Minotaur um, and no smoke. And so it's a little bit of a different play style, uh, obviously from a Minotaur, but I love it. It's a great line. I have reset it twice in the research bureau and I've had nothing but um, a lot of fun. I don't know how you have the sanity. um, I don't know how you have the sanity to do that much grinding. Like I've reset two lines. Like I've I've reset a line twice and I don't ever want to look at a Soviet light cruiser again. (laughs) <laughs> i'm feeling you man i agree like i don't know how you do so, it so i'll answer that and, and and the reason is is because i love my favorite tier and my stats are all open to public you look at my stats my favorite tier are like five six and seven i love playing five sixes and sevens um a tier eights but that's why i love resetting lines because i get to go back down and and get down into the tiers that i enjoy playing uh which is like the five six sevens eights. so in other words, you're a dirty, filthy seal clubber. No, because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a potato when it comes. You know, I'm an average stat guy, so I wouldn't consider myself a seal clubber unless I'm in my Julius Caesar and I jump down to tier five, and then I can wreck face with that. But that's a rare occasion. But anyway, oh, complete left man. turn. Complete left turn here. A little bit of naval history trivia. Um, so Nelson and Rodney, right? Those two battleships. All three turrets are at the front, right? What's? I'll give you guys a guess. What's the the turret name configuration? Is it A B? You'd think it would be A B C, right? It's A B Z. I'll give you guys a. What do you guys think it is? No googling. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, I would go with ABX. Yeah, it's ABX. Yeah, you got me on that one. It's ABX because I guess because that even though it's still technically, I thought it would have been ABQ personally before I looked it up because it's in the third one's technically in the middle of the ship, even though it's at the front of the ship, but whatever. I guess they called it X because it's the most rearward turret. I don't know. There's some interesting naval history trivia there. I thought that it might be because it was facing backwards, but I mean, it's not. But it's actually, not facing no. backwards on Nelson. Nope. I, my, my brain uh, was thinking tier nines and the Zumo with that weird one. It's it's yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of ships with a very similar design to the Nelson, but that's not what we're talking about. Right, right. Back to the uh, the, the the cruisers there of the Royal Navy there, Mando. I was going to ask. Um, you mentioned the armor being stronger than the the other side. Um, I have found that. Until the Surrey, you don't really know the difference. I mean, it seems like you're getting deleted left and right. Once you get to the Surrey, it seems like you got a little bit better. You can bounce stuff, but yeah. But what is, is tier, tier seven five, six, seven cruiser? In? What tier five six seven cruiser isn't made of explodium? Well, yeah, but you know, sometimes they just feel like they're they're paper ships. You know, you don't don't like them. And you. The battleship so, looks at you the wrong way and you just explode. <laughs> so Cyber and, and Mando are both working down it. Mando says that it's worth the grind. Um, anyone else go down it say it's worth the grind? It intrigues me. I've not played any of them, but I, I'm thinking, I'm debating whether or not that'll be my next line. I told you, I, so far I hate it. Um, it is a grind is exactly what it is. I'm going to continue it at some point, but I mean, it's been really rough getting to the Surrey. Have you done the light cruiser line, the the sister side of it? I have. Would you say is it an easier or more difficult grind? 
Um, I think it was easier, more enjoyable. Um, the Neptune was kind of a shock to the system, but um, mm. I mean, like the the Fiji is probably one of my favorite ships of all time. Um, I, I have heard that a lot. The the Edinburgh was pretty fun. Um, not quite as fun as the Fiji, but it was it was fun. Uh, yeah, the the heavy cruiser line is is definitely harder for me to play for sure. It's it's harder for a lot of people just because there's no smoke. You're out in the open. They're big fat targets. So there's a lot more surface area to hit. So you really got to be cognizant of your positioning and your situational awareness. But as long as you're angling, um, and the question was about uh, like the armor, it, so. The line itself, as I've described with other tech tree lines going up, each line has what I call a hurdle tier. Uh, for example, the the tier nine Frederick de Grossa, um, the tier nine Ibuki, and strange enough, it always seems to be the tier tier nine. Um, in the Royal Navy heavy cruiser line, there is no what I call a hurdle tier. It's what I would consider a natural progression, meaning the ships get better as you go up the line. The armor gets better, the guns get better, all the way up to the culmination, which is the Goliath. And the Goliath, I think the secret to the armor is that it's got like a spaced armor scheme. When you look at its armor, it's got, um, you know, the armor belt on the outside. There's a big chunk of space. And then there's another armor belt on the inside. It's not necessarily turtle back. It's like more of a spaced armor scheme. So that's why when you're angled, you get a good angle on a Goliath. And, and unless you're going up against a Yamato or a Musashi um, on some of the other ships, it, it's, it's like, they think that they're going to pin you and you just watch everything just ricochet off the front end and just like, you know, the hacks and the, you know, whatever WTF hacks, whatever it's, it's because of the armor spacing, but, but to go back and answer guys' question, the line progressively, it's a natural progression. It gets better as you up. There's no hurdle in this one. So if you keep going, the ships get better, the armor gets better, the guns get better all the way up to the tier 10. Well, how about tips for those people that are that are working that line? Uh, how best to play that line? Leave them in port. <laughs> That's not helpful, Nimitz. <laughs> the opposite of helpful. Well, you know. Yeah, and Vonnie says free XPM. I, I don't. <laughs> don't uh, it, it sounds like because uh, the the earlier part of that line, they seem kind of uh, soft sided. So. Uh, it sounds like a, like a standard cruiser. Just have a, some sort of a cover or a defense, uh, like an island or a, your fellow teammate, and uh, just spam HE or uh, AP as the situation calls for it. And uh, try to uh, take out, I guess, in the early tiers of it, Take uh, focus on... Uh, uh, destroyers and other cruisers and uh, ignore the battleships. They do have a decent arc of fire. Um, so you can do some island camping and get away with it. Um, so I guess that's one bright side. It's really easy to overextend in the heavy cruisers because you think to yourself, I'm in a CA or an armored or heavy cruiser. I I've got, y you don't the name can throw you off, but it's really easy to over um, overextend. So just watch your, your map awareness on that. Um, and 
I guess that would be my biggest tip is just make sure you're not over overextending. Yeah. Is that a, the hurdle thing you were talking about explains why I liked re, like redoing the Soviet light cruisers so much because that doesn't have a hurdle a hurdle tier either. Katowski is good, but yeah, is good. I, I would agree with is, you on that. Shores is probably probably one of the best cruisers in the game. Shapayev is really good. Donskoy is. If if I had to pick one to be a hurdle ship, it would be the Donskoy. But I mean, yeah, I was going to say that too. I, I, Shores I, is one of I, my I favorite ships in the whole game. I like the Donskoy. I, I would have picked the uh, the Soyuz and the battleship line was the worst tier nine I've ever had to grind through. Uh, if I my biggest advice to everybody is if you like conqueror gameplay, if you like the British or excuse me, the Royal Navy battleship gameplay, stick with the line, bear with it, get up to the Goliath. The Goliath is basically a conqueror that's nimbly pimbly and, and dances around the battlefield with conqueror guns. You're gonna light the same fires and you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Zombie zombie heal. Um, stick with the line. It's it, just like with the Russian cruiser line. It's a natural progression. The the more higher the tier, the better the ships get. So you could um, say that the, uh, you could say that Goliath is you, and, and Thunder is the guy she told you not to worry about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I, I that would be a great meme platoon. Would be like you know two Goliaths and a Thunderer or something. Um, that that would make for a great meme. Uh, looking at the the last three ships in that uh, line, the eight, nine, and ten, uh, Abel, uh, Abelmol, Drake, and Goliath, they all get that super heal. So I mean, once you get past that Zuri, I guess it's already on a it's it's going up. Things are getting better. So it looks like if uh, you have a hard time getting to that point, just fight through it, and uh, things will get better. From the what everyone said so far. Um, yep. It sounds like uh, something that uh, uh, I might try and uh, do one day when I want to have time and do something different. Yeah, for me, I found that um, bow tanking isn't the greatest with those things. I mean, I, I typically will try and spam HE because you have that option where you don't have it on the other line. Um, bow tanking's not really a thing in any ship anymore. Oh, it is too. Shush. <laughs> anyway. I angle in, I'm focused on the ship that, you know, I might be way out. I try to stay out of the can, uh, the, the, the mountain areas. I try to stay out fairly open waters, try to stay, you know, angled in towards it. Even kiting away sometimes works well where you can kind of get them to chase and throw some torps out there. And, you know, I found success both kiting and kind of rolling slowly forward and, and spamming the HE. So... That's uh, tips for anybody that wants to try something higher. Uh, I didn't. You know, Hawkins, it started to it started to work pretty well. Surrey, it got a lot better. I enjoyed the Surrey. Surprisingly, had a lot of good games in it. And like I said, I just got in the album Marley tonight, so we'll uh, we'll report back how that's going. But yeah, so so there's that. Yeah, before we just wrap that topic up. Before we finish, I have another question for you guys. As I just thought of this, what's a ship? premium tech tree whatever that you got that you thought would be absolutely garbage that you thought would hate but you turned out to love it i mean it turned out that it was amazing well not necessarily that it was amazing but that you loved it i'm curious to see what you guys say on that well and this is not coincidental this is just um for me the cheshire i thought it was a piece of crap it got a lot of negative press 
and I always have fun when I play it. It takes people by surprise. They're not expecting a two thirty-four millimeter guns out of a tier eight cruiser. Um, I have a good time with it, so I would throw the Cheshire up there. And we're talking premiums here. Hey, anything tech tree premium, oh, okay. whatever something that something that surprised mm, I have you. To think on that a minute. Yeah, I was just looking through my ship list right now. I was like, anybody hmm. else? <laughs> well, while you guys are thinking, for me, uh, for me, it was the hood. I think we lost Cyber. Did we lose I Cyber? think we lost him. Oh, La dear. launched the rescue pods. Yeah, I was wondering about that because he, you guys were talking and he, he didn't hear you, and he was like, "Okay, if no one else is going to say anything," I was like, "Are we losing him?" <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we got we started with the hood, and then. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, Cyber, you go ahead and whelp. Well, uh, Cyber got sucked into the oblivion uh, by the by the Karen Kraken monster. So, yeah, so while Cyber is gone, um, shall we roll into parting shots then and, and see if he comes back? Yeah. Hey, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I do have a backup recording. But uh, one, one more thing on the hood while we before we go back to that is if you're if you like heavy cruisers and you're good at kiting, the hood's the ship for you, man. It's uh No, it's, I, it's I totally agree. That's cruiser. another sleeper ship. Yeah. And the AP on that thing with the rework, man, that thing hits like a truck. So yeah, Cheshire and, and definitely the hood. I, I know it's on a Royal Navy kick, but they're too... I mean, don't underestimate them, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I actually have an answer now. Uh, right. Mine... I'm not very good with it yet, but I do enjoy playing it. I like it, and I think I can get better and have a, a lot of fun with it. Uh, the Boise, actually. Yes. That Another one, I good choice. I, when I got that one, I I'll, I kind of thought, uh, I've heard good things about this ship, but like I'm not sure how good it's actually going to be. And then when I looked at the stats of it and saw, oh, gosh, it's only got 13 kilometers of range. This could be kind of rough. Um, but then I was kind of thinking, and then I started playing, and I was like, Okay, um, this thing's kind of actually amazing. It's it's got a zombie heel on it that will take you by surprise. And it's, you get again, four well, of another them. one of those. Yeah, it's like man, I thought I already killed that guy. I thought I already sent him back to port. No, he's back at you again. You know, in in with those turrets. Great choice. Yeah, it is ridiculous how how many heels you get with that thing. What about you, Nightmare? I don't think I really have. Uh... Uh, any ships really that fit that criteria besides maybe the Nelson? I know it's not a cruiser, but it's uh, the Nelson and the Massachusetts are really the only two ships that I've gotten in the last six months that have surprised me. Um, everything else has been kind of uh, overhyped, I would mm. say would be a good word for it. Okay, well, what, uh, what's an example of something from you that you your most overhyped ship that you have? The Thunderer. I know. Oh, I'm no. I'm, I am that monkey. Ooh, I'm that's less a, monkey. That's I, a contentious uh, I, point I right there. cannot seem to get it to work. I cannot start fires. I'm constantly on fire. I'm constantly being focused by everybody and their grandmother. And uh, I'm usually dying so fast that I can't... There's nothing I can do. Um, I I have not had this much issue in a battleship in a very long time. Um, so yeah, I'm the weird one. 
Um, I still only just got it like last late last week, so it's been four or five days. Um, and uh, I everyone's so used to taking them out lately, I guess is what it is. So yeah, you see a lot of thunders. These yeah, days. It, I'll probably have to wait till uh, for another couple months as things calm down and the the thunder line becomes a little bit more scarce to be seen, and maybe then I'll start uh, performing well in it. Uh, but yeah. as it is, uh, I honestly would rather play the Nelson than the Thunderer. I feel the I, I feel genuinely filthy every time I play Thunderer. Yeah, the most damage I've ever I, I barely broke 100k in like my last game I ever played. Um, but uh, before that, my average was didn't somebody 30,000 damage, 60,000 damage, maybe it was bad. That's all I'm saying. I'm looking I, back it's, up it's, through the. I'm looking back up through the Discord chat, and didn't somebody put up a picture of you guys in a Thunderer division? And then across the other map was another WPA Thunderer division. Yeah, well, what we did and was when I we, saw uh, that, there was another I had to division sanitize too. my keyboard. There was another division too that didn't get in our in our game. I don't think they were all Thunderers though. I, I had to sanitize my keyboard. I just felt dirty after that. Even and I wasn't even playing. That that was the the match that I managed to get a hundred thousand damage in, um, and I was on the opposite team of Sock. So that's in, in that game I was playing less aggressive, as Chinabachi uh, uh, says. Um, I was uh, it was an epicenter match of all things, um, yeah. and I was using the uh, Tears of the Cruisers too, wasn't it? Uh, no, I didn't. Was that it was that, that too, but I didn't do too well. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think. Well, to give you an idea of how disgusting I think Thunderer is, I did like 170,000 damage that game, and it felt mediocre. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm that monkey that can't seem to push the buttons right. But that's okay. I'm sure I'll get used to it. It'll grow on me. Um, uh, it just, like a lot of the other ships, I didn't have much uh, to expect from the Nelson. I never see anybody play it, and then I picked it up. It was my first. It was my highest premium ship at the time, and True. I tried it, and uh, wow, it was a lot of fun. Maybe you'll have more success with range mod on Thunderer. Maybe it might I be don't worth know. trying. I personally yeah, don't the find any use in it, but I know a lot of people do. That kicks it out to like what twenty-seven kilometers or something. It's something it's like ridiculous. Sure. Yeah, twenty-seven I, and change. I think I don't know. I, I think honestly, the biggest problem I have with it right now is I'm not used to it. Everybody else is used to killing it, and I don't have a good captain for it yet. That's um, probably the biggest part, is the good captain. So, really, it's it's just a matter of time. I'll get used to it. But uh, if I had to pick one ship that uh, I feel, to me, has been overhyped, it would be the Thunderer. But my then again, I'm also a, a giant potato. My biggest disappointment in the last six months, unfortunately, because I played so long and so hard to get it, is the Rick Tobin. Should have set the anchorage. I missed my shot. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a close second. I don't even know what I'd say my biggest disappointment recently would be. I can't really. The Amalfi? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Amalfi wasn't terrible. Um... I mean, we could always uh, save that for next time. I mean, there's there there is the I I'd, I'd probably have to go with the Odin, the ship that was most overhyped for me. 
No, you didn't just go there. Oh my goodness. I, I, I don't like the Odin. I love it. I'd much rather play the Turpets. I'm not saying and the Odin, on that note, let's go to parting shots. I'm not saying the Odin is bad. I'm just saying I there's ships I would rather play. I it's love there. the Odin. It's a it's a fun boat. It uh, it's like it's like a mix of all of the worst parts of Sharnhorst and all of the worst parts of Turpets in one ship. Parting parting shots parting shots now. Yeah, let's go for those. <laughs> I guess uh, I'll start with uh, parting shots, uh, which is wild because I didn't have a parting shot ready. Uh, I do now, though. Um, I uh, I feel like we are in for a very interesting week coming up, um, and uh, I have a feeling that might breed a lot of toxicity. So uh, just a reminder: hey, we're all we're all human players out there. Um, be kind well, to except each other. for the ones that aren't. Very true. Obviously, um, <laughs> a fire machine and a thunder. Um, but uh, try to keep it, uh, keep it friendly, keep it jovial. Uh, it's, it's. It, there's too much nastiness out there. Uh, we don't need to bring it into the game. So that's all I really got. All right, KJ, Nimitz. what do you got? All right, KJ. Uh, oh, you're back. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, come back for a while, man. That's all right. Go ahead, take it. You run it. I'll sit back and listen. Okay. Hey, KJ, you're on deck, man. Party shots. Go ahead. Uh, not much. Uh, sorry, I hadn't uh, been able to participate a whole lot today. I've been busy answering work emails. So yeah. Um, Ooh. But I'm trying to do trying to do this and have relaxing time and spend time with my buds and friends and talk to everybody and all that kind of stuff. Work, leave me alone. I, I, I'm done with you for the day. I've been in there for 12 hours. Go away. Other that. Everybody have a good evening. Nimitz, parting shots, what you got? Oh, uh, it's a topic that we actually didn't get to touch on, but I was kind of excited about the new German DDs coming out. Oh, yeah, we'll um, have to go into detail on that next week. It's uh, interesting, obviously, because they don't have smoke, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So if somebody gets a hold of one of these through testing or whatever and they have any input please email the show and let us know because i think it's going to be awesome all right sock what you got for us parting uh, shots as for me because you know commander reworks coming out probably what are we thinking probably like next week is it the patch coming out or is it this week i, I don't even know so it'll be wednesday wednesday this so two more days so enjoy your ships while you can it's probably going to be rough for a little while, but uh, I'm confident that it'll all sort itself out in the end. You know, it might be a rough couple of weeks with people figuring out builds, and and there might be some metas that form that are toxic. You know, if I think Thunderer is going to be really strong for a little while with a couple of those, couple of those skills, but I guess we'll see. Just be patient with it. Don't give up on the game. It'll all work out on the in the end. All right, my parting shots. Uh, February 12th, Research Bureau is going to reset for the next season. So double Research Bureau points if you're into that. Um, yeah, 0.10.0 is going to drop. Uh, guys, try try not to stay, um, try not to get 
sucked up into the toxicity out there. Just remember, it's work in progress. Games go through changes. Change is inevitable. I'm looking forward to it. Something new, and we'll make it work, and we'll get through this. And uh, last but not least, my names for the week. Uh, if I call your name out, contact me in game. Send me a personal message. I will get you a weekend pass, 500 doubloons, and two days of premium time. In third place, I've got cracking me, please. Cracking me, please. Uh, in second place, <laughs> in second place, I have balance B A L A N S balance Ouija. Got to throw it out there, balance Ouija. And uh, full broadside history has been made. On my first place name this week, I have been officially hit with the nerf bat so nerf bat you hit me i've been hit with the nerf bat. <laughs> i a great name uh again um contact full broadside at uh, gmail.com give me a shout out in game mando b hunter uh get you a weekend pass and with that we'll pass it back over to our commander in chief cyber and he can sign us out cyber it's all you parting shots <laughs> well done, Mando. Bang, bang up job. I'll have to find an applause for you. Well done. Uh, yeah, I had to apologize a little bit. Uh, my internet provider decided uh, I needed to take a break in the middle of the show, so we'll have to uh, go with Sox recording for the second half, but we'll, we'll work through that. It'll be fine. Uh, really just wanted to thank Bucky for showing up tonight. Chino, uh, Crimson Moon Hero is here. Our resident pigeon stopped by to make a few sounds and, and, and some funny smiles. Well, made, I also got to say, before we sign off, speaking of Bucky, um, he didn't get anything interesting out of the box. It's just flags and coal. So uh, tear okay. for that. Well, it's fine because he keeps showing up, and and we like him here. So, and uh, once again, uh, all these guys that showed up, and and Paladin, I didn't want to forget you. Sock tried to make me forget you, but I'm not going to forget even the last guy on the list. I appreciate all you guys for showing up. We appreciate all you guys' support every week, and uh, keep coming back. We'll keep putting it out, and uh, appreciate the support, everybody. So, this has been the full broadside, and we'll talk to you guys all next week. Take care. Bye bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.